What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Time Out with Joe, the podcast where we're going to be talking all things sports. And today we got a lot of things to talk about. We have the MLB trade deadline that just passed, the NBA offseason kicking off, and the NFL training camp starting. It's a lot of things we got to talk about, so we're going to get right into it. And I want to start with talking what seemed to be the biggest move this offseason. And that was the Russell Westbrook trade to the Los Angeles Lakers. They're getting a multi-time All-Star, a former MVP, and a player that's averaged a triple-double for multiple seasons. This guy's going to give a lot of problems to multiple teams. One thing you got to check out for the Lakers is that LeBron James is going to be able to rest a little bit more and not have to worry about the ball being in his hands 24-7 because Russell Westbrook can run the show, and he's going to do a good job with it. One thing to worry about with the Lakers is their three-point shooting. They were one of the worst teams in the league last year when it came to shooting the three ball, and they improved this offseason by signing Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, and Kendrick Nunn. They got shooters all around. This was definitely a big pickup. Looking at the Wizards' sides of the trade, this was a bad move. They got rid of the only person that's relevant on the team outside of Bradley Beal. And you think Bradley Beal is going to want to stay in Washington with Kyle Kuzma as the second best player? No, he's going to want to request a trade out, and I think that's going to happen immediately. I think it's going to happen in the next days, maybe next weeks. And I think the team to watch on that is the Boston Celtics. They cleared up cap space by losing Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, and trading Tristan Thompson that big contract. So they definitely have the cap space to go out for Bradley Beal. And I think that's going to be an interesting pickup for that team. Another move that I liked this offseason was the Chicago Bulls. They improved drastically. They got Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, and Alex Caruso, three players that get the job done. Lonzo Ball is an all-around point guard that plays really good basketball. Then you have DeRozan, who's a former all-star and gets the job done on both sides of the basketball. And then you got Caruso, who's just always in the right place at the right time. This was definitely a big pickup for the Chicago Bulls. And another team that improved in the East is the Miami Heat. They went out and got Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, and re-signed Victor Oladipo. The Oladipo move is a little questionable because we got to see what he's going to do coming off multiple injuries. P.J. Tucker's a dog that's coming off an NBA championship run with the Milwaukee Bucks, and you're adding a lot of depth to that team in those two players. And Kyle Lowry was the big pickup for the Miami Heat. He is a former NBA champion, and he gets the job done playmaking, playing defense, scoring the ball, and he's just another dog that adds to that team with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo already. That team's going to go as far as Tyler Hero takes them, coming off the bench, getting buckets for them. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Heat do as well. Also, another thing to worry about is Kawhi Leonard opting out for Los Angeles Clippers. A lot of people think he's going to re-sign with the team for more money, but you never know what's going on in Kawhi Leonard's head. He doesn't talk to nobody. So honestly, he can shock the world and go to a different team. I don't see him doing it, but it's something that's up in the air. You got that, and then you got CP3 re-signing with the, team, with the Phoenix Suns, and then you got the Atlanta Hawks taking care of their young core, Trey Young and John Collins. Those were both two big, really good moves. And this offseason came down to a lot. It was a really interesting offseason that helped out a lot of teams, especially in the NBA draft. They improved drastically with getting a lot of day one contributors in this year's draft. A couple picks that I was a little iffy about was Scotty Barnes going to the Raptors. Yeah, he's a great player, but they didn't really need a wing. They had OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam, so I didn't think they needed to pick him up. I think the better move for them would have been Jalen Suggs, which who ended up slipping to Orlando. And I was in the Amway Center during the NBA draft, and the Magic fans went crazy when Jalen Suggs got drafted. They think they found their savior, and I'm very excited to see what he's going to do this year with the Magic. And then you got the top three picks in the draft, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, and... 
Cade Cunningham. And those three are going to be future all-stars in the league. And those are going to be players you're going to have to watch a lot. Those are definitely day one contributors, and they're going to be all-stars in the next coming seasons. And then a sleeper pick that I like and my favorite pick of the NBA draft was as Moses Moody going to the Golden State Warriors. They got a three-level score that's going to come off the bench and be able to handle the rock when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson's coming on sitting down. And that's definitely a big pickup for the Warriors who are looking to make another title run this season. And the NBA draft just made everything better. A lot of teams are happy and satisfied with what they got, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens for the rest of the season. There's still some more free agents on the board, still some players that got assigned somewhere, and I'm ready, and I'm excited to see what's happening next season. The NBA season is definitely going to be interesting next year. And I want to get right into the next thing, the MLB trade deadline. There were so many big-name players and former All-Stars that were getting shipped left and right. This is definitely the best trade deadline I've seen in a long time. I can't recall of one that was so deep and had so many big-time trades that are going to affect a lot of teams for years to come. And honestly, I want to start with what the first move of the whole entire trade deadline was. Adam Frazier to the San Diego Padres. They went out and got an all-star second baseman that leads the league in hits. And he's going to get on base a lot, especially if you put him in front of Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. They're going to add more runs to that San Diego Padres team that is looking to make a run in the postseason this year. And I, they were my favorites up until the Los Angeles Dodgers made a big splash. I was speechless for about five minutes when I seen that trade. The rich just get richer. They got Max Scherzer, the ace from the Nationals, and then they got a young stud in Trey Turner. He brings a lot to this team. He's a versatile infielder that plays good defense and gets on base a lot. He has a lot of speed, and he can steal a lot of bases and score some extra runs for the Dodgers. They're already a stacked team. They're coming off a World Series victory. They didn't need either one of these players, and they got both. And the big-time move was the Dodgers getting Scherzer. He's an ace for majority of the teams in the MLB, and they're using him to be the third or fourth best pitcher on the team, and that's just ridiculous. They didn't really need it. They're still, they're now favored to win the World Series by a lot more than they were a week ago. And that's the crazy part. The Dodgers improved by a lot. And the crazy part is they're not even in first place in their division. The team in first place in the division is the San Francisco Giants. And they've seen the two teams that are really close with them make big-time moves. So what did they do? They went out and hit the Chicago Cubs. They were having a fire sale. They got rid of any big-time name that they had on their roster. And they traded Chris Bryant, the third baseman, to the Giants. And the Giants got a big-time move with that. He's a good infielder that plays great defense, and he has a lot of pop to the bat. He's going to add a lot more home runs to that team. And that's, that's going to be an interesting race to see who wins that division. Another team that got stocked off the Chicago Cubs was the New York Mets. They went out and got Javier Baez, the all-star shortstop who brained the team a World Series title a couple years ago. And they're adding a lot because he brings a lot of flair. He's a great leader, and he's a defensive wizard. And he, when he's hot, he can carry the team just single-handedly by himself. And I know the Mets needed to make that move ASAP because they're missing out on Francisco Lindor. They're all-star and their big-time highest-paid player in their team. And he's when he comes back, Javier Baez is going to move to second base, and that's going to make their infield crazy stacked. The Mets are going to be a team to watch for multiple seasons just because of this trade, if they can re-sign Javier Baez this offseason. Another team that benefited from the Chicago Cubs was the New York Yankees. They went out and got Anthony Rizzo, the first baseman. 
He is a stud when it comes to hitting against left-handed pitching. And what do the Yankees struggle with the most in this year? They're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to hitting against left-handed pitching. And they picked up Rizzo, and then the big-name player that they picked up was Joey Gallo. He's a gold-glove outfielder that leads as top five in the MLB in home runs and leads the league in walks. So he gets on base a lot. And the Yankees drastically improved that. My biggest question mark with the Yankees is their pitching is not the best. And they should they could have improved, but they didn't like the pitchers on the market. So they said, you know what, you're just gonna have to outscore us. And looking at the Yankees lineup, top to bottom, they could easily score five to ten runs a night. And that's gonna be a tough season to watch for the rest of the teams. And in that division, the Boston Red Sox improved too. They went out and got Kyle Schwarber. He's a, was on fire in the first half of the year. I think he's in the top ten in home runs, and he's gonna be an interesting pickup for that team. He definitely adds another bat to a team trying to get in first place in the division. And my personal favorite pickup, the one I loved the most, was, was Jose Barrios. He is a young ace up and coming, and he got traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays are not in contending right now. But in a couple years, they got a team full of young studs that are going to be problems for years to come. And they went out and got Jose Barrios, the ace from the Twins. Yeah, they traded two of their top prospects. Yeah, it hurts the farm system a little bit. But at the end of the day, you're getting an ace that's still under his rookie contract for two more seasons. And you can build with that with your star players that are under the age of 25. And the Blue Jays are going to be making a run in the next decade. They're going to be a team to watch in the long run. They got him, and then they picked up all-star closer Brad Hand, who, which was a massive pickup. They added depth to the pitching staff, and that's something they really struggled with this whole entire year. And another pickup the Chicago White Sox made, who were in first place in their division, was picking up Craig Kimbrell from the Chicago Cubs. They got a crosstown rival trade that they made, and at the end of the day, I looked at that trade, and I was a little confused, because they have Liam Hendricks, who's a stud closer, who's an elite closer in the game, and they went out and picked up Keg Krimble, who's an all-star closer, who's actually having a career year this year, but I guess you can never have too much pitching at the end of the day. And in baseball, there's a lot of things that's going to happen in the second half of the season, a lot of close playoff runs that's going to honestly come down to the last game of the season and I'm very excited to watch it and you guys should be too and that's all I got to talk about baseball now I'm gonna switch over to football the NFL training camp is coming to a start and there's a lot of things we could talk about how the rookies are performing well a lot of teams are happy and satisfied with their picks but I want to get right into it with the Indianapolis Colts they got two big players with injuries Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, off all-pro offensive linemen and considered to be the best interior offensive lineman in the league. They both have ankle injuries and are both expected to be out 5 to 12 weeks. And that's a tough loss, especially since the Colts have a tough first five-game schedule. I want to see how they're going to bounce back, but it's going to be interesting to see. And I know a lot of Eagle fans are monitoring this situation just because of the fact that if Carson Wentz misses 90% of the team snaps this year, they lose out on a first-round pick this year, and that's going to be big because they're banking on having that first-round pick to build for their future. Speaking about the Eagles, there's a lot of rumors surfacing around the league that Deshaun Watson may get traded there, and it's a lot. it's been heating up for the last couple days, and I'm very interested to see what's happening. And I think Deshaun Watson would be a good fit in the Eagles and instantly make them in a team that you're going to have to worry about for years to come. And to finish out with it, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his situation with the Green Bay Packers. There's so much I can say about this, but I'm just trying to keep it short and simple. They need to take care of their superstar. Aaron Rodgers has done everything in his power to carry that organization for the last decade. 
and even longer, to be honest with you. He's a multi-time MVP. He's bringing them a Super Bowl championship. And he's not lying when he says, ain't nobody going to Green Bay to vacation. They're there, they're there to play with Aaron Rodgers, who is considered to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And they need to treat him like the superstar he is. They've done so much time, so much bad things throughout the time in his time with the Packers to the point where he's fed up. They've gotten rid of some of his close friends and treated him, them like poop. And that's messed up. And he's mad at the organization because they haven't drafted him no help. They haven't used the first-round pick in the NFL draft on an offensive player in a long time. And the first time they actually did, they picked his replacement. How do you think he feels, coming, especially coming off an MVP season this year, and they think they were going to find the replacement already? Like, come on now. He still has time to work with the team. And this is definitely going to be his last dance with Devontae Adams. And I think he's gone after the season. And if Aaron Rodgers leaves – you're going to lose Devontae Adams, and then you got Aaron Jones, who re-signed this year, and he said the only reason why he re-signed was to play with Aaron Rodgers. And if you lose Aaron Rodgers, you're going to lose those two players, and there's going to be more players that are going to leave. And the Packers are going to become the laughing stock of football. They got an old mentality of, I'm the GM, and you're just going to shut up and play, and I'm going to put the roster out there, and you're just going to have to deal with it. And no, that's not what happens. You need to take care of your superstars. You got to look at how the NBA takes care of their players. What LeBron wants, he gets. What KD wants, he gets. What all these superstars get, they, what they want, they get. And the same thing is happening in football. It's starting slowly, but it needs to happen quicker. And Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be the person to change that. Perfect example. Look at the two teams in the Super Bowl this season, the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs. They take care of their superstars. The Chiefs are the runners-up in the Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl the year before. And what did they do? They listened to Patrick Mahomes, their superstar, their face of the franchise. He said that he liked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with their first-round pick. And what did the team do? They went out and drafted him with the first-round pick that season just because he said he liked them. And then this year, they seen that he was running for his life, and what did they do? They went out and protected the quarterback. They arguably switched their offensive line to be one of the top five in the league, and that Chiefs are going to be dangerous this year. And another example, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady left New England because he had no say in New England. He had... They were not listening to him. It was Bill Belichick's way or no way, and that's why Tom Brady left. And he went to Tampa, and they gave him the power to run the show. He ran the offense, and they clicked when he started running the offense. He said he wanted them to go get his best friend Gronk out of retirement. What did they do? They went out and got him. He said he wanted Antonio Brown to be on the team. What did they do? They went out and got him. He wanted Leonard Fournette when he became available as a free agent. What did the team do? They went out and got, got him. The teams are taking care of their superstar, and that's what the Packers have been missing out, and that's what they need to do. And they're going to lose out on Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to cost them for years to come. I just think the Packers organization messed up big time, and I don't think there's any way of coming back. And that's all I got to say for this episode.